if you don't have the sales there at the end of the day to show the results, something's wrong with your marketing. DigitalMarketingRadio.com The Big Interview with David Bain What marketing techniques are essential to be aware of when moving from a physical business to a fully automated business? What marketing techniques used in physical businesses still apply to virtual automated businesses? And how much of your marketing is actually possible to automate and how much should be left to a personal one-on-one touch? Those are just three of the questions that I intend to ask my special guest today, Kylie Legg. Kylie, welcome to DMR. Thanks for having me here, David. Oh, welcome. Well, Kylie, please take a minute to tell the Digital Marketing Radio listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, basically, I've officially been in business for about 10 years, unofficially opened my first business at age eight, but there wasn't the same digital marketing (laughs) techniques back then as there is now. Um, 10 years ago, I started basically as a graphic design studio and the majority of my work was in publishing books. So about five years ago, I went, hold on. And I rebranded and actually began educating people on how to self-publish books. But the strange thing is that over those 10 years, even though I was technically a graphic design studio or a publishing house, most of the time what I was actually doing for people was marketing. So I very recently have actually made a transition into focusing on marketing because I still help people publish books to profile them as the expert in their field, which is a huge marketing tool in itself. But it's no longer enough. It's part of a much bigger virtual and fully automated online picture. Mm. So uh, is it important nowadays for every business to actually get to know about automated marketing? It is essential because whatever you're not automating, you're doing manually. Whatever you're doing manually is either taking up your time or your money if you're paying someone else to do it. Whatever you can automate can make a small fish in a big pond appear (laughs) just like the big fish. Well, I mean, there's certainly um, many more opportunities to automate now compared with um, five, six, seven years ago um, because there's so many fabulous software tools that are available now. Um, But is it important to actually also do um, some things still on a one-on-one basis um, that it's not possible to automate? Or if you did, it would lose that personal touch? That's actually a really good question. It is possible to automate just about everything. But when I say automate, what I mean is that, for example, you can do the work once and fulfill on it autom- uh, uh, sorry, an additional amount of times, so, for example, an infinite amount of times, just like you could produce a product once and then sell it to an infinite number of people. It doesn't mean that there's not a personal touch there. I should be clear on that. If a product you're producing, for example, that you want to sell in a fully automated way and market in a fully automated way isn't personal, a lot of the time people won't buy it. But if that product itself has been personalised, and you'll see where I'm going with this, you can actually have the best of both worlds. Right, okay. Um, So what are the most important aspects um, of a business's communications process to actually automate? Um, First is, of course, online, which is obvious, but your online portal is the basis of where all your automation comes from. You really want to automate two things. One, the marketing, which is obvious, and there's nine different marketing techniques that I teach as part of a bigger picture. But also, wherever possible, you want to automate the fulfillment because otherwise you could have automated marketing running And at the end of the day, if it's working without you needing to do anything, you could have a huge volume of work, which isn't a bad thing when it comes to dollar signs. But if you can't physically fulfill on what's automating in the background, then you've got a problem there. 
Okay, and by automated marketing, are you actually meaning um, encouraging users to sign up to an email list and then obviously delivering messages to them on a personalized automated basis after that? Uh, yes and no. That is the base level of it. But the techniques have changed so quickly in the last even few months alone, which is why I'm changing what I'm teaching here. Because you've just got to keep up with the changing time. What you're talking about there is a fairly dated technique. Yes, you still need subscribers on a database. Yes, you still need to be touching base with them with things like newsletters and blogs. But maybe it's no longer newsletters and blogs that are working. For example, maybe it's publishing a digital magazine, which I know you know an awful lot about, and putting your newsletter or blog content in there and distributing it like you would a newsletter. But maybe, for example, you're selling this magazine on iTunes so that you're actually getting paid to build your database rather than giving away something for free to get that database built like traditional methods. I guess there's the pros and cons with that as well, you know, if you're trying to actually focus on it as a paid perspective, because um, then obviously you'll have less subscribers coming in and perhaps build uh, a reduced quantity of leads into your into your list. But um, you can look at it from the other perspective. Uh, the quality of your leads, of course, would be a lot better then. Exactly. And there is pros and cons of any method, but I often think it's best to have a combination. For example, you could have a free publication and a paid publication, or you could have a free trial to a paid publication. So you do build both databases. And what about someone who has a phys physical business, though, um, and they're working really hard in that physical business? Um, maybe they're um, a medical practitioner, perhaps a dentist or something like that, and they're really busy with their time. Um, is it really worthwhile their time to produce a digital magazine, or should they perhaps get someone else to do that on their behalf? Good question. Definitely need it, but as you're hinting, they don't have to be the one doing it. There's marketing techniques that work for both traditional, as in physical businesses, and virtual businesses, but in my opinion, every business should be a bit of both. You no longer need to have the physical premise. You no longer need to physically be doing the task yourself, but some people want to. In that case, if they're a medical professional, I'm not going to say, you know, give up something you've been training 10 years to do and be working on for however many decades, but what I'm saying is if you want to automate something in the background if you want to have nice cash flow coming in for you doing basically nothing once set up and don't get me wrong there's work to do in the setup process to have it fully automated there's no reason you can't have that going as well it comes down to what you want to do if you want to for example be known as the expert in your field if you want the credibility around that you might have been as I said studying for the 10 years practicing for 30 40 years and you're kind of a bit over it you'd like to retire but you still like the kind of money coming in that you have been making as that expert this is something that would work there it would also work at the opposite end of the field you might for example have the qualification but not actually have had any years experience and you're thinking well actually maybe I will start educating people and build up from there it doesn't matter whether you start where you start whether you've worked your own business or whether you're actually working a nine-to-five job you want to get out of everyone has knowledge in something and it's how to utilize that knowledge in both your marketing and in your fulfillment of that product and um, what kind of time scale should someone look at um, if they are starting from a standing start, um, they haven't really got any subscriber list, um, any profile um, online at the moment? Um, what's a reasonable time scale to actually get something up and running and get a reasonable number of subscribers and hopefully get a decent amount of money coming in? Good question. It depends on the amount of time you're willing to commit to it. If, for example, you were currently working full-time, whether it be running your own business or whether it be in a job you're trying to get away from, 
If you were working, let's say, an hour a night on this, you could quite easily get it done within the month. If, however, you were the kind of person that likes to drop everything and go in heads down, bums up, well, if you committed a full 28, 48 hours, in other words, do it over a weekend, you could get quick, set up that quickly if you needed to. Right. Wow, that's um, quite quickly indeed. <laughs> and um, what kind of um, software then and systems are you talking about getting set up? Um, a range of them. Um, do you want me to name actual names or do you want me to name yeah. techniques? If, if, if you could name actual names and um, um, as much as you can, then that would be superb, I'm sure, for the listeners. No, that's okay. One of the systems I like to use is Business Catalyst. It actually doesn't matter whether you're on that or whether you're on WordPress or something like that. The system doesn't matter. It's what the system does. Everything needs to be fully automated. For example, from the point of time someone hears about you, whether it be in a physical presence or in a virtual presence, they can get to that website and all of the nine marketing techniques, which I'm happy to share with you now if this is the appropriate time to say it, can be referenced from that one portal for example the magazine i mentioned mm. if that was being bought from the apple store they would need to be able to click a link to go straight to the apple store from that portal if for example it was publishing a book which is still one of the techniques they would be need to be able to purchase that book from that portal if it was using for example instead of the traditional and slightly dated sales letter a two-week launch program for a brand new product let's say a membership program once again it would have to be accessible quickly and easily from that same portal in other words the three to five seconds someone's got when they come into your website before they go away they can click on in the area they can see above the fold whatever call to action is what's on their mind at the moment to respond to you. Does that make sense? Yes, no, absolutely. Um, so Business Catalyst is, is of course, uh, an Adobe product um, and um, it's everything um, in terms of um, email marketing and um, CRM built into it. Absolutely uh, everything. Yeah. Okay, sure. Um, so it's certainly intriguing, um, but... Um, do you think that that's um, a lot more useful for someone getting started for the first time to be focusing on instead of doing something like using WordPress? Um, I just use that as an example because it's my preference. Oh. Um, WordPress has a lot of plugins and a lot of apps that do allow you to create the same thing as you could you pay a traditional programmer to build it from scratch for you, but that is not what I recommend. I always recommend using an existing um, content manager that has all the systems behind it. So it needs to have an email marketing system. It needs to have an affiliate marketing system. It needs to have a CRM behind it. It needs to have all these given things, the blog facility built in, for example. So you're not got multiple backends to manage this whole process that what's supposed to be fully automated is now manually because you've got to log into all these different systems that don't necessarily cross-manage with each other well, you need one portal to manage absolutely everything, whether that be Business Catalyst, as I like to use, whether that be WordPress, as I know many people like to use, whether it be numerous other systems. The system doesn't matter so long as it can do the correct marketing techniques. Okay, and that um, is a nice segue into um, what you hinted at earlier on, which is uh, your nine marketing techniques that you like to focus on. Excellent. Well, I've alluded to a lot of them, but I'm actually going to go through them now then in order because some of them sound like they're not virtual techniques and yet they are. First one is speaking. Now, traditionally, speaking would be, say, for example, you stood up in front of someone, spoke in front of a crowd of anything from two to two million people is still a crowd speaking to multiple people at once. That's not what I'm talking about. When I say speaking in a fully virtual, fully automated business, I'm talking about speaking once. So, for example, on a Google Hangout or a webinar that's being recorded that can be then played back and utilised 
multiple times. I'm also speaking of speaking in a digital manner. For example, if people really want you, they no longer need to ask you to fly somewhere to come to speak to their crowd. They can beam you in virtually. That's what I mean when I say speaking. I'm also talking about social media. I'm not talking about sitting on social media and chatting about the donut you ate for lunch or something like that. I'm talking about strategic strategies used on social media to convert people because there's no point marketing if it doesn't end in a sale. I'm not talking about shoving hyperlinks in their face. (laughs) I'm Mm. not talking about spamming people. I'm talking about techniques that applied will get you the results you want quickly and easily in a relationship-building manner, in a constructive so they still feel like they're dealing with you one-on-one. So as I said, it's not taking that away. It's just automating it so that you don't have to be constantly there doing it all. Mm. I'm talking about, for example, back in the day, printed marketing materials might be used when you speak. You pull up a pop-up banner, for example. You hand out business cards or flyers or order forms. I'm talking about replacing all of that. But if you want a printed aspect and you're fully virtual, I'm talking about, for example, sponsoring an event printing something via drop shipping methods and sending it straight to go in the goodie bag so you don't have to be there but your virtual presence is already there i'm talking about the online portal i've said i'm talking about two-week marketing launch program as i mentioned you need to launch a product with more than just a standard sales letter these days i'm talking about the magazine as i mentioned publishing a book is still a huge part you must publish a book to profile you as the expert in your field but i'm not talking about printing millions of books and sticking them in a warehouse somewhere and boxes and boxes of books you're not selling i'm talking about print on demand techniques so the books are only printed after they're sold everything that's fully virtual and fully automated so you really don't even have to leave the house if you don't want to so that someone could be a stay-at-home mum breastfeeding kids and run a business so that you could be traveling the world having the life you've always wanted and running your business from your phone that's what I'm talking about things like Amazon bestseller campaigns this is fully virtual it's a virtual store it reaches everywhere in the world and of course media attention not the traditional way not sitting there manually writing press releases sending them out following up your media contacts I'm talking about getting the media to come to you that's what I mean, and that's a brief summary of the nine techniques. <laughs> and that was done without a breath, I think, as well. So congratulations. <laughs> um, I know my stuff. No, you certainly do. You certainly do. And, um, you know, it's um, you're obviously immensely passionate about it as well, and, that, and that's absolutely superb. Um, so you know, I'm really keen to learn even more about um, the, the software that you use and recommend. So in terms of publishing this magazine, um, is that something that's done through a business catalyst as well, or is there other software that you use for that? No, that is something that's separate. I'm actually in the process of determining what to recommend to people here because what I would have recommended a week ago has um, changed. It's no longer meeting my requirements. So I'm testing out a few new products. Do you want me to name what I think it is or hold it secret because I haven't finished the market research there? Um, if you're happy sharing with it, um, sharing it with us, that would be wonderful. Okay, what I'm looking at replacing my recommendation with because as I said I always teach the most up-to-date marketing techniques and what I previously recommended stop doing something that you need it to do for these marketing techniques to work Mm. I'm now looking at actually recommending a program called PressPad it is UK based but it is very very easy to get your magazines out there and it's not just going to your Apple store it's actually going to your Android devices and a whole range of other things which previously were not available in one platform you know how I said you need one platform to do everything Mm. one platform to design it one platform to get all your links and videos and everything working one platform to release build the app build the additions all in one space 
And uh, do they actually um, own the app um, essentially themselves and publish it? Publish, publish exactly. it through. The, the, they do. So, so you don't actually own your own app. No, no, you own the app. Sorry, as opposed to them, which is brilliant. You own the app. Because there's lots of people oh. that will stick your magazine on their app, mm. but that's not what you want because you want to be controlling the marketing techniques coming out of that app. You want to be controlling the push notifications. You want to be controlling when someone registers, whether they can see a free edition, what, for example, calls to action are from within that. You want complete control of everything. Absolutely. Um, so um, in terms of pricing, are they, are they fairly reasonable? That's the other thing I like about them. They're very economical. There's various different price points, so I won't mention them right now. Yeah. Um, but if you look, as with any packages on any things, the low end is kind of not much use to anyone. It's like, you know, <laughs> just stick a simple page up there. The high end is for big corporates that you probably don't need. Mm. But somewhere in the middle will get you um, onto most devices. It'll get you plugged into the various, um, for example, InDesign apps that you might need. Depends yeah. on what your ability is and who's doing the actual design of the magazine for you. And it's quite economical, about half the price of what I was recommending last week. <laughs> well, that sounds good. And um, in relation to magazines, um, obviously um, Apple have got their newsstand application on their iPads and iPhones. Um, do you have any thoughts on the future of that, if um, Apple are quite comfortable supporting that moving forward? Um, or is it better to actually have an app that um, publishes itself directly onto the home screen of a device? I definitely recommend sticking with Newsstand. Um, as I said, my new recommendation allows you other options, so it's not just Newsstand. And prior to last week, I only taught Newsstand because it's got so many advantages that you can't get mm. from other platforms. But there's no harm in being on the other platforms as well. But I would never recommend an app that goes straight to the home screen of your phone, as you say, because that is technically what an app does right? Yes. But if that's then just an ordinary app as opposed to a tool that's used on newsstands specifically for magazines, specifically for certain marketing techniques that go in there, you're not utilizing all of those techniques. For example, if someone's on their newsstand looking at other publications, they're not getting the updates from yours, for example. Mm. They're not getting the push notifications come through. There's also various different marketing techniques that you can do, and I don't have time to go through them all now, but within just marketing a magazine just on Apple Store, and as soon as you go straight to the desktop of your phone, you can't utilise those techniques. Right, okay. Well, I mean, it's certainly very appealing what's happening at the moment. It's um, changing so fast at the moment, and I'm sure it will continue to change very quickly moving on into the future. Um, and just in relation to that, um, have you any thoughts in relation to what kind of marketing activities a business is likely to be doing uh, moving forward over the next year or so? Because, I mean, it's, it's so tough really to, to, to think yeah. how technology will evolve. It, that's so true. The perfectly honest answer for you is I have no idea. <laughs> and the reason for that is that they're changing so quickly. Here's what I do know. You need to be up to date and keeping up to date with the changing marketing techniques. Because as I said, what I was teaching last week, I'm not teaching this week. Mm. If I'm updating my teaching that quickly, that's how quickly we actually need to be updating our marketing techniques. Now, don't freak out. If you're a little bit behind the ball, there's a lot of the world that's not up to your standards yet. So don't freak out if you know a few weeks behind someone else that you know, you're know you out of date with marketing. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying if you constantly are keeping up to date with all the changing techniques, you'll always be ahead of everyone else. You'll always be ahead of your competition you'll always be standing out from the crowd because once you're doing let's put it perfectly blankly what everyone else is doing those marketing techniques no longer use 
sorry, no longer work, I should say. So they're not ones you should be using. But as far as what's happening in a year's time, I would have no idea what to predict because it's changing so quickly. All I know is that it'll be nothing like what we're doing now. I know it's a tough, unfair question. So apologies about that. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> well, let's Good say... question, but I don't think anyone can honestly predict it. Well, let's see if we can get a better question moving forward. <laughs> um, so let's segue into the second section of our discussion and that focuses more on your thoughts on where digital marketing has been and where it's heading. So starting off with... Software I couldn't live without. What software do you currently use in your own business that if someone took away from you it would significantly impact your marketing success it's a really good question and it's an easy answer anything cloud-based um we mentioned one of them before bc for example that's what i use as my marketing platform Mm. but i mean as you said it's an adobe product the whole adobe range is what i use for the design stuff the office suites basic things storing them on OneDrive so that you can access them anywhere in the world that's huge even using gmail so you've got your google drive for files there accounting software you know Hmm. they're all online these days zero linking to shoebox i mean you name it even your file transfer you send it your dropbox what is there there's now mega and transfer big files and mail there's so many out there they're all cloud storage without cloud storage you can't run a fully virtual business just can't do it and apart from PressPad, because we've um, mentioned that one already what software don't you use and you've heard great things about and you've meant to try at some point in the near future um, the one thing I'm pretty sure I have not done is screen capture on a phone. And every time I go to do it, as I said, I'm always beta testing and market testing products and I've never found one that captures it the way I need to capture it. I believe TechSmith has just brought out an app to do this and I'm looking forward to trialing it next week and capturing not only the amazing screen grabs you can show someone how to do on their desktop computer, but show them how to do the exact same things on their phone so they don't even need that laptop. I wish I would have. I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you were involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? That's an easy one. Um, Everything I just recommended to do, I didn't do back in the day. In fact, I did the exact opposite. For example, I did everything physically. So I knew there was digital, but I started implementing digital marketing techniques at the same time as physical. For example, I had the physical office. I had the staff sitting there nine to five. I got to work at five and I left at nine in the morning to do all the rest of the stuff. Like I had no work-life balance at all. (laughs) I also did it the hard way. I went out and I literally learnt everything myself by making all the mistakes myself. No one should do that. Find someone who's already made the mistakes in the area you're interested in and follow them so you don't need to make the mistakes yourself. Do it the easy way rather than the hard way. And the other thing I did is because I was so passionate, I actually applied these marketing techniques to my customers first. Now, I'm not saying there's a problem with passion, but if you're not applying what you teach to yourself, one, you're not beta testing the product, and two, you're not benefiting. You're benefiting your customers, but you're not seeing the same results in your own business. In a way, you're a hypocrite. And they were the three things I did wrong. So I recommend to anyone, whether you're starting out a business for the first time, whether you're moving to virtual business for the first time, whether you're moving to virtual marketing for the first time, do not do any of those three things. (laughs) Biggest mistakes I made. The this or that round. So this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions. Try not to think about the answer too much. I'm just looking for your gut reaction. Ready to go? Yep. Email or Twitter? Email. Audio or video? Video. Affiliates or display advertising? Affiliates. Facebook or Google Plus? Facebook. Online press releases or one-on-one relations? One-on-one relations. Paid search or SEO? SEO. 
Email contact form or telephone number. Email contact form. Website or app? Well, uh, app, but only just. <laughs> Social subscriber or email subscriber? Social subscriber. And local marketing or global marketing? Global marketing every time. Yay! And so I'm interested, why did you choose Facebook over Google Plus? Um, there's some marketing techniques that while they're social media techniques, they only work on Facebook, specifically ones based around with building relationships and using things like graph search, for example. Have you heard of that? Yes, absolutely. Yep. Some people have, some people haven't. Things like graph search where you can actually get down to your target market in a matter of seconds and build a personal relationship with someone by sending them a personalized message even though you've never met them before. Mm. These are things that you just can't do on Google Plus yet. The $10,000 question. If I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? That's an easy one. I would hire a full-time VA to implement what I'm teaching, continue to research so I didn't have to, to always be up to date. In other words, we could literally implement new marketing techniques the day they came out or the day they became in someone's conscious or subconscious before anyone else had even implemented them. I would do that because if I had someone full-time working on it and maybe it would be more than one someone's, depending on how quickly we can apply the techniques, depends on how quickly you grow, it would mean that I could actually be fully on top of this rather than teaching something even a week below. So a full-time VA, virtual assistant, does that mean that they yep. would be based in another country or would they be based um, near to where you were? It doesn't really matter so long as they're virtual because everything I teach is virtual. You don't physically need to be anywhere. So yes, there's advantages of having people offshore. For example, they're more economical. Um, sometimes though, English can be a barrier. So it depends what they're doing for you. In this case, because it's marketing, um, I would say it wouldn't be a problem being offshore so long as they were confident with the marketing techniques. But at the end of the day, if you're hiring someone to be a permanent part of your team, you just teach them what they need to know. I'd probably spend a week letting them know absolutely everything I know, not just what I share with people, but how I work, why I work with people this way, what the techniques are, blah, blah, just so they could get inside my headspace. And then I'd send them out to basically be me or mini me's because you'd probably need more than one once they all took off <laughs> so that I wouldn't have to do it, simply put. And what are the main metrics that you keep an eye on on a weekly basis to measure the effectiveness of what you're doing? Simple, sales. There's many um, ways of tracking many different things. For example, who clicked on what, which forms were filled out, how often, who downloaded this or that, who subscribed to this or that. But at the end of the day, they're numbers. If you don't have the sales there at the end of the day to show the results, something's wrong with your marketing. My number one takeaway. Well, Kylie, you've offered a lot of great advice in our conversation, but what's the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listeners need to take away and implement in their own businesses? I think I alluded to it before, but it really is important, so I'll end on it. You want to create a product or service that can not only be fully virtually marketed, but wherever possible, fully virtually delivered. In other words, you create something once that can be delivered to an infinite number of people, just like you can actually create something or provide a service in something, for example, alluding to before when I said pre-record a webinar, for example, that can then be delivered an infinite number of times. So create a product once, deliver a service once, infinite number of times, infinite number of people. That's fully virtual and fully automated marketing. 
Okay, so I guess you're also a fan of creating content that's timeless and that doesn't um, depend on yes. having to yeah, implement it over a certain period of time. I didn't say that, but that is hugely important. As soon as you time or date something, it's out of date and you don't want that. If your marketing techniques are changing that quickly, you want someone to be able to look back over your previous content and somehow build it into the new marketing technique without needing to recreate it all. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's, it's tougher for someone like you and me um, whose uh, business focuses around marketing techniques because, of course, they change so often. That's the problem. But if you keep up to date with it, if you always stay one step ahead of your competition, for example, look at someone who is faster at implementing something than you or maybe slightly more innovative than you, put your ego aside, there's always someone better than you. If you always copy what they're doing rather than doing what you're already doing when you notice other people are doing it, because once everyone's doing it, it stops working, you'll always be on the cutting edge of marketing. Great. Well, that takes us to the end of our discussion today. So thank you so much for your time, your focus and your willingness to give back. What's the best way you for our... Oh, well, thank you. Um, what's the best way for our audience to find out more about you and what you do? Check out my new website. It's um, entitled Virtual Marketing, surprise, surprise, dot biz. And there's more tips and freebies and more details and everything I went through today. Just there. Great stuff. Well, thanks again, Kaylee. No problem. Digital Marketing Radio. Digital Marketing Radio.